Thank you very much, um, and uh, thanks for thanks for the invitation to speak today. Um, I'm actually not going to be talking about my PhD research, my doctoral research today. Um, I'm going to be talking about um, my experience of or my thoughts about being an early career researcher in my current role, uh, which, as you can see from the bottom there, we well, probably can't at the back, um, is a research fellow and project manager for Athena Swan at Birmingham City University, um, and I think this. Um, gives me a, a very particular perspective on, um, on, on the contribution of early career researchers um, or potential contribution of early career researchers uh, to policy, policy change. So slightly different from some of the other presentations we've been, we've been having um, today. Um, the title is, was me trying to very quickly um, come up with a way of, of encapsulating my position as, as someone who is with, based within an institution, um, doing research within that institution, which is not something I've done before, um, but very much informed by an external agenda. So going from the inside out, and also at the same time, of course, building my own uh, profile as, as a researcher. So I'm going to start with this um, quote. Um, I, I'll read it out because it's an important it's an important quote so it's, it is by trying reflexively to understand what happens when as an, an inevitable consequence of being there she disturbs the surface of the culture she is investigating that the researcher is in a position to dig deeper and reveal the hidden and the counter so we're going to use this quote to help me consider um, the questions um, that we've all been thinking and talking about today. It's, um, this is a, a quote from Adrian Holliday, who is actually a linguist. Um, and um, he was talking about, uh, it's, it's, it's a quote that he used, um, talking about the process of gathering data and interpreting um, data. And I really like this quote. So I, I used it in my, in my thesis. Um, it was a way to help me to um, think about the, my role in my research. Um, and I think particularly, it's particularly pertinent today because um, certainly when I'm talking about being there, um, that's that position of being an institutional researcher or a, or a researcher within an institution and uh, researching issues within the institution. Um, and also the potential and the risks of, of disturbing the surface of a culture, especially when they pay your salary. Um, I've, um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I'm going I'm to consider this um, the, the tensions between these um, in, the, in the context of two projects that I'm um, involved in. Um, but before I do that, I just want to um, say something about what I feel I'm bringing um, to the work of, um, of research. Uh, it says this early career researcher um, on purpose. I mean, the word young is often associated um, with early career researchers, and I would just say that some early career researchers are younger than others. Um, and in my case, um, my, my, um, this status, um, I've reached this status uh, um, after 30 years in the workforce, um, not necessarily in the, in the um, higher education workforce. But these circles here, if you can see them at the back, represent... Um, the stages, various stages in that 30 years of my um, employment, my working life, if, if, if you like, which feed into where I am now and what I am now and how I operate now. Um, 
starting at the bottom here, um, which uh, it says portfolio career, I think you could, that's probably the neatest way to describe the first part of my working life, various different sectors, um, had not the faintest idea what I was supposed to be doing and wanted to do, but nevertheless, that time gave me a number of transferable skills, which I still use. Um, then moving into higher education, where for a long time I was um, a what I call a higher education practitioner in widening participation and lifelong learning. Uh, a lot of it actually, a lot of that time actually spent in Bristol at the University of Bristol and uh, at UWE and as part of the Western Vocational Lifelong Learning Network. So that's my kind of widening participation sort of pedigree, if you, if you like. And during that time, I was involved in a number of different um, professional networks. Um, I set up some networks, or I was very active. I tend to be quite active in, in networks. I was the convener in, of the Women in Lifelong Learning Network, um, a national network for about seven years. Um, and so that, that, give, that brings you all kinds of, uh, I think, a sort of just a way of looking out rather than being contained within, a, within an institution. Um, obviously, contacts, uh, going to conferences, setting, setting things up. So, so really, really valuable um, experience. Then I moved into my doctoral research, and that was building on my, my experience as a widening participation practitioner in that it was um, about dimensions of belonging for part-time mature undergraduates in English higher education. And then last July, I um, started as a, a research fellow, a project manager at Birmingham City. Um, and so I've kind of taken a side step, if you like, in terms of of area because I'm not specifically looking at students anymore. Nevertheless, the work I'm doing is around gender equality. So I'm still looking at issues of power and I'm still looking at um, how those are uh, played out, mediated within the institution and within the higher education sector. And I will say a bit more about um, Athena Swan in a moment, just, a, just some very brief information in case people aren't familiar with it. Um, so, so that experience, all that experience, has um, given me a number of different attributes as an early career researcher, I think. Um, this is what I'm bringing, as, um, uh, bringing to my research and what I bring to my um, institution, what I bring to Birmingham City University. Um, so I've got sector knowledge, which has been gained over a, quite a long period. Um, I mean, any period spent in higher education is a period of change. Um, the longer you stay, the more change there is, and sometimes it all comes back round again. But you know, so, so quite a lot of sector <coughs> knowledge. Um, I've worked in five different universities, different parts of the country, etc. I've got my research skills, um, uh, des research design, interviewing skills, data analysis, uh, project management, blah blah blah. Could go on. Uh, I've got ideas about research. Um, uh, I've also uh, apparently captured that elusive original contribution to knowledge um, in, my, in my thesis. Um, who knows if I'll ever do that again. But um, anyway, ideas, ideas that I'm, I'm interested in pursuing. I've got experience of dissemination in terms of conferences, conference papers, workshops, events such as these, and publication. And then also, less, uh, less obviously from higher education, I've got pro a professional discipline, by which I mean time management, um, working with others, uh, reliability. I can, I can function in, in a professional or an organisational setting. 
usually. Um, I've got networks and contacts, as, as I've mentioned. And in terms of the university that I'm working for, I am now a resource, and perhaps quite importantly, I am resourced. Um, I have, I carry money around with me on my back. I have a little, you know, I, I don't cost anything within the university, or not obviously anyway. So, so that's quite an interesting situation to be in. I'm not, <coughs> I'm not having to apply for separate funding at the moment for research. So what is this job that I'm doing? It's, it's, uh, it's quite an unusual job. I think it's a bit of a one-off, really, in, in a number of different ways. I've tried to encapsulate it, and I'll read this out because I know you can't see this at the back. Um, so what I'm doing as um, an Athena Swan Research Fellow and Project Manager, I'm essentially measuring internal institutional practice against an external agenda of gender equality. And I'm collaboratively developing institutional policy and practice. And I'm also um, identifying and pursuing research opportunities which come off the back of that work. Um, I'm, it's an unusual role in terms of Athena Swan, which is this scheme around, around gender equality within um, higher education institutions. When I go to Athena Swan meetings, I'm surrounded by um, human resources people, equality and diversity diversity specialists and often kind of very senior women in, um, in, in different universities and then there's me um, and I'm not an HR specialist, I'm not an equality and diversity specialist and I'm certainly not a senior leader um, but I, have, I do have a research focus and I think that adds something quite distinctive to, to what I'm doing and I'm quite, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to Birmingham City for, for actually being bold enough to, to um, create that role. Um, my work is closely linked to policy initiatives and to kind of institutional behaviour, institutional policy and strategy around gender equality um, and particularly around women's, uh, women's career progression within um, higher education. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm using um, a, the fact that I can work cross-institutionally and relatively autonomously as well to, to identify and pursue these research opportunities and that feels like a, quite a nice uh, place to be. I have to say I haven't, I've been in the job for nine months, I may be saying something completely different this time next year, might be an absolute nightmare, <laughs> um, or I might be an absolute nightmare. Um, Athena Swan, just very briefly, who's familiar with Athena Swan? Who, feel they, who feels they really know what it is? Okay, one person. Um, yeah, so this will basically tell you pretty much everything about it. It's a gender equality, it's a charter, it's a gender equality um, scheme based on a series of charter principles um, recognising commitment to gender equality across our education institutions. Um, it used to be specifically for women in science, um, in academic science careers, because there was seen to be this leaky pipeline. Since last May, it's now expanded quite significantly so that it's not just one gender, it's not just about women. Um, it includes all genders, including transgender and also er areas, disciplines where men are underrepresented. It includes all staff within an institution, so academic and professional and support staff. And it includes all disciplines, so it's, it's um, expanded out from STEM um, to um, the absolutely unpronounceable um, AHSBL. Um, 
which I'll leave you to find a way of saying. Um, so basically it's about representation, progression and success for all, which sounds, sounds quite marvellous. And it involves institutions uh, in a mass, actually a really big data gathering exercise, um, a process of reflecting on that data, of action planning um, and monitoring those actions over a period of time. And it works by a series of awards, bronze, silver and gold, and institutional and departmental. So all that sounds a bit tick boxy and not me at all, um, <coughs> but it is a very broad agenda looking at how the institution is enacting gender equality policy. Um, and Birmingham City University is very much at the start of its journey. It has no awards as yet. And in a way, for me, that's quite interesting because it's like a, it's, it's kind of like a blank canvas, and I have this research focus that I can I can bring to bear on it, um, so I don't have to fight off a sort of resistant HR department. You may you may uh, recognise this quote. Um, it's the same quote, um, and I'm just returning to it briefly um, because I want to I want to highlight that what I'm going to talk about is is really how, how as an early career researcher, um, am I disturbing the surface of the institutional culture in this respect? And how am I digging deeper? Um, and how might this relate to policy change? And what, what challenges might I be facing? We've mentioned, I've mentioned the attributes that I'm bringing. But then there's also risks. Um, so what if the findings that I, I come up with uh, through my research there are uncomfortable for the institution? What if they feel that it might lead to reputational risk? Um, will it get out that you know, this, there's this gap or this shortcoming? Or you know, what will competitors think? Um, as an employee and a researcher, um, what, uh, am, I gonna, am I gonna be expected to bury bad news? Um, or actually, am I an enemy within, and I'm going to I'm going to leak it all out? Um, all the gender discrimination that's going on. I'm not saying anything specific about BCU, by the way. Uh, what are my, what are the issues of credibility? I mean, who is this woman anyway? Who keeps marching around talking about the G word? Um, it's it's it makes people still. It's incredible how uncomfortable it makes people. I've done quite a lot of work around LG LGBT equality, and so I thought I'd seen a lot of things. But you know, talk talk about gender equality, and we're still we're still going over the same, very some very similar ground. It's very interesting. And also, as a researcher, will this make will this make my horizons too narrow? Will will I be will I be expected to be quite sort of self-serving of the university? What will that mean for my research profile? What are the tensions going to be in in reporting my, my findings and taking them wider. I think some of these re risks can be mitigated by some of the attributes that I'm, that I'm bringing. And I, I just want to illustrate this a bit um, through um, briefly outlining two, two projects that I've become engaged in. So this is the first project, project one. Um, this is near, near, near completion. As you can see, it doesn't have a title yet. Um, these two are key issues with Athena Swan, the underrepresentation of women in senior leadership roles and barriers to career progress and, and development. Um, now, as I've mentioned, there's a lot of data gathering going on across the university, 
but actually I'm a qualitative, I'm a qualitative researcher, um, I'm a writer, I'm interested in the stories behind that data as well. Um, I'm probably more interested, to be honest, in, in the stories behind that data. And this was an in-house commission by a small research centre that had equal number of men and women as staff, but an entirely male senior leadership team. And the women were starting to be quite annoyed and cross about this and wanted to, um, wanted to wanted the strategy board to think more carefully about what, what was going on. So they asked me to do a small-scale case study um, gathering statistical data and the same kind of statistical data that I'm already looking at across the piece, across the institution, but, but very, very micro, very specific to this centre. Um, and then also to gather some qualitative interview data with a small staff sample, talking about experiences um, of working in the, in, uh, in the centre, the perceived barriers um, and, and examples of good practice, of course. So these stories behind behind the data, and then to come up with a report which would, um, re you know, report to the strategy board, um, present to the wider team, and, and hopefully come up with some recommendations or discuss some recommendations um, that might be put into practice. So it's really a kind of health check for that for that research centre and a model um, for me. Um, it might it may it may be a model for me for other work that I do within the institution. Um, and, and more interestingly, perhaps it's it's or as interestingly, it's it's surfacing some of surfacing some of these issues um, that that lie beneath um, the data and the anecdotes and, um, and and that kind of thing. And hopefully, there will be some impact beyond this small case study within the institution, um, potentially <coughs> potentially wider. Oh, how did that happen? Close your eyes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so that's a small scale project. Project two, which is in a uh, proposal stage, is um, somewhat larger. And I'm taking advantage of this cross institutional reach that I have um, and the relative autonomy I have as a, as a, as a, as a researcher to build on those st that stories behind idea um, from project one. Um, but also to introduce a more theoretical, explicit theoretical framework um, to my research. Um, and again, it's focusing the, the um, gendered experiences of career development and the role of the institution in promoting gender equality. Again, key Athena Swan issues, um, and, and um, particularly looking at tr those transition points around promotion, around submission to the REF, etc. So inf informed by the Athena Swan framework, um, going to be uh, conducting multiple inter interviews, taking a narrative approach, restoring these, these interviews, and also um, using Doreen Massey, here she is again, um, Doreen Massey's device of activity space as a way of framing the institution. So um, using that as a device, um, as a way to look at the different geographies of power within the institution and the way um, gender equality is working through through those geographies of power. Um, there's a there's a quote here about um, uh, defining um, activity space. Um, so again, I'm I'm bringing in the um, looking at space the way I looked at, at um, belonging in my uh, doctoral research through space and power. Um, I'm going to be trying to use the same um, the same kind of frame um, to look at to look at these um, issues. Um, 
and uh, I, I'm hoping to disseminate these findings, emerging findings, outcomes, um, part of building my own research profile, taking that research from the inside of the institution out um, to to the wider world, to, to interest groups, to um, whatever policy, who knows, um, but trying to make that research relevant um, to the wider sector and, and possibly to within disciplinary contexts as well. Um, and who knows, that may have an impact on policy. So to finish, back to that, um, that quote, which you can probably um, cite by now. Um, just I've highlighted here again uh, the things that I've been talking about, that the fact that um, the being there and the disturbing the surface of, 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 a, of a culture are part of the research process and part of the process of, of policy change is that disturbance, is, is sort of shaking it to find to see what, what falls out, creating the potential for, for policy change. Um, and just to, just to say that there, there's a certain pressure, of course, in, in the role that I'm doing to um, achieve um, the bronze award, the next award, the next award, um, something visible for the institution. But that in itself would be an indication that things are being considered, the policies are being reflected upon, that there is some movement, some shifting in the culture change within, within the wider institution. Um, and finally, just to end by saying, I, I feel actually really fortunate to have this opportunity um, to, to practice my research, to develop my research um, in, in, a, um, in, in the institution in this way, and, and to engage in something that's, that's so relevant um, to policy. Okay, thank you very much.